Now, here's a surprising shift in the downtown Vancouver core, and it's got some people asking some questions. The surprising post-pandemic shift is vacancies on the rise for office space to 12.3%. Now, that's uh, quite high considering this was an area just a few years ago that we were talking about the low single digits for vacancy rates in downtown Vancouver. So what's going on in the city? How are things changing after well, well, coming out of the pandemic, shouldn't say after the pandemic, still around, but after the height of the pandemic coming out, things have changed in the downtown core. But what is really happening? Well, Glenn Gardner is a principal at Avison Young. That's a commercial real estate firm, and he joins us now. Uh, Glenn, uh, what is going on with Vancouver? What can we make from 12.3%? Because that seems shocking to me. Yeah, and that's uh, uh, it, it would uh, for sure when you look at it, especially where we were back in 2019. But it was a bit of a perfect storm when you when you look at it holistically, uh, right? The um, we had the pandemic; people obviously uh, started to work from home. Uh, that has slowly been sort of coming back, so that is one piece of the equation. Uh, in addition to that, downtown Vancouver added a number of new developments. Um, into the into the market, which regardless of whether there was a pandemic or not, was inevitably going to increase vacancy. Uh, and then the third piece of the puzzle is just that we've seen a downturn, especially from the technology industry, uh, in in how much space they are occupying, and and you know they are the one, I would say, the one industry that's definitely had the most difficulty getting people back into the office. Uh, so it's kind of the, those three specific occurrences that really resulted in, in vacancy climbing up to where we see it today. I guess it's a bit of a head-scratcher because only a few years ago, we were hearing about all the, um, well, it's about two or three years ago, we are hearing about the tech unicorns in B.C., and there was a great deal of excitement around things like Amazon coming in with an office here and Microsoft having a bigger presence here. Now all that has changed, as you mentioned, but was it a little bit fickle fickle kind of to begin with? Is that how those in commercial real estate view tech? You know, tech, tech is a pretty interesting um, sector because, you know, when a lot of people think of tech, they think of the Microsofts and the Amazons, but there are, uh, you know, a variety of different technology companies today as compared to 10 years ago. You know, there's, there's law tech, there's accounting tech, there's all kinds of different technologies. You know, when you look at the big technology firms in our city, specifically Microsoft and Amazon, both of them have, for the most part, kind of kept the presences that they've committed to. Um, it's really the smaller technology companies that we're seeing giving back uh, uh, or trying to sublease their space. And, and part of that is just the, the crunch that they've seen financially. Uh, and the ability, you know, their access to capital is not the same as it was before. So one of the easiest ways, or one of the quickest ways, I should say, to to alleviate costs is to look at, you know, reducing the the the, the costs on on their facilities. Now, when we talk about subleasing some of the space and uh, recouping some of the costs when you downsize, what are we looking at for the types of agreements that they're into? How long were the leases? Are the leases typically? Uh, yeah, and then there's a variety of, you know, that's 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 um, a difficult question to answer because every sublease is very unique and, and, and different with respect to who it is that's subleasing the space, what building that space is in, um, you know, how long that sublease term is for. 
Uh, you know, that can vary from, from sublease to sublease. But what I will say is that high-quality subleases in good-quality buildings uh, have been and will continue to move very quickly. Um, you know, it's, it's the older stock space that someone's been maybe occupying for 15 or 20 years that, that just is out of date and not updated for today's world. Those are the spaces that tend to sit around and not, uh, not, not move very quickly. You know, we, we did see uh, a number of technology companies put their spaces on sublease. There was very little activity, I would say, uh, you know, from, from, you know, for the last 12 months. But as we sit today, uh, that world is, is slowly but surely changing. We're seeing a number of new entrants come into our marketplaces. You know, the, some of the technology space that was listed for sublease that was moving has now got multiple offers on it. So it's a bit of a positive news story uh, as, we, as we sit here today. When you see that vacancy number of 12, 12.3%, that is the combination of head lease and sublease space. But it's also, you know, a moment in time for the past. It doesn't really have a look forward. Um, so, you know, as we look forward into that number, you know, I, I think we're going to see that number begin to creep back, uh, creep back down. Now, you've hit on something that I've got to ask a couple more questions about because I want to know what the shape of the city is going to look like if it is not tech or even uh, the smaller tech. It's got to be something else. You're mentioning that there is interest in office space. Is there any sector that you're starting to see that is coming into our city that we haven't seen before? Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of biotechnology firms um, begin to either uh, expand their presences here or, or begin to come here. Um, AI firms, and I guess that falls into technology, but I think we're going to see AI begin to really take off in our city. Um, uh, you know, the technology world, by the way, just in general, um, we're continuing to see new entrants come from the United States into our marketplace, some for the very first time. Um, and then you see a lot of the very traditional type sectors, the law firms, the accounting firms, the financial uh, uh, companies um, have all been slowly but surely growing over the last two to three years. So, you know, the technology sector, I would say, is the one industry that we're, we saw have the largest slowdown, but it's starting to pick back up and, and all the traditional downtown Vancouver type tendencies that we've seen over the last 20 years, um, they're also continuing to grow. The mining industry has it's definitely been seeing a lot of growth. Um, as, as that industry has been doing very well, um, both during the pandemic and then after the pandemic. As my friends in tech would quickly point out, everything basically is tech, so it doesn't matter. There are so many definitions of tech out there. But that being said, I would imagine the height of the pandemic also increased the ability for us to understand that you can work from home and do so if you are law firms, accounting firms, uh, places like that that generally had a legacy presence in the downtown core. Are you starting to see an exodus from that as other interest comes in? What is uh, coming out of the pandemic? Are we work from home? Are we a mix? Or are we coming back into the office? Yeah, again, I think that, that again, very specific per per company. Um, but generally speaking, I would say that, uh, that there's, there's an increased amount of flexibility that employers are providing employees. Um, but the one thing that I would say is consistent is that almost entirely, maybe some technology companies, not so much, but all of the other industries are requiring their employees to come back at least a portion of the time. Um, you know, if I was to pick the average on what we hear out in the marketplace, it would be three days a week. Um, but in some cases, that's four and five days a week. You know, what I think a lot of people are, are 
you know, coming to the conclusion of it and realizing is that, yes, you know, we can send our employees home and they can work from home. But if you want to look at the long-term growth of, of a company and, and, you know, recruiting, retention, um, training, um, you know, for a lot of these organizations, it's very difficult to do that kind of stuff over, over Zoom or over, over, uh, over the Internet. It, it really is the face-to-face interaction that is going to lead to the success of a company over the long term. And, and I think that's going to continue forward. But I do think it's a good thing is that, that, that employers, uh, as in the past, they wouldn't have done this, but today they will. There is an increased amount of flexibility to work with people's schedules. You know, if you're a parent dropping off or picking up your kid, working different hours than just nine to five that we've traditionally always worked. Um, so I think that's a really good thing that's come out of the pandemic. Okay, we're talking with Glenn Gardner, principal at commercial real estate firm Avison Young. And, um, you know, Glenn, when we start to take a look at Vancouver, how does it compare to what you're seeing in cities like Calgary and Toronto? Yeah, and I think that's, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, when you look at Vancouver, even just not just from Canadian perspective, from the North American perspective, you know, Vancouver really is the, the, the shining star of the entire commercial real estate world. So we have, uh, for North America, we have the lowest vacancy out of any major metropolitan city in in, Vancouver, uh, in Canada and the United States. So holistically, we're doing extremely well, um, you know, and, and that, that really has to do with the fact that, you know, we've had some, some uh, um, big entrance into our market as of recently. We've had the Microsoft and Amazons, of course. Um, you know, I think we, as a province, handled the pandemic very well. So people just didn't stay at home for as long as they did in other places. Um, but when you really look at our vacancy rate and compare it to any of the major markets, whether that's Calgary, Toronto, Montreal, New York, San Francisco, any of the major markets, we really are uh, a unicorn um, when, you, when you think about uh, where vacancy is across all those other markets. And of course, Vancouver isn't the only city in the province. Uh, is there another city that you're seeing that may be picking up some of the office space that traditionally went to the downtown core here in Vancouver? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily um, markets that are picking up stuff that is leaving downtown. It's really the fact that, all, uh, and almost across the board, all of our suburban markets have been doing extremely well. Um, and they actually did, I would say, better than downtown did during the pandemic. Um, and I think that's a combination of a few things. One is, it's, you know, it, typically it's closer to people's homes. Um, so that's obviously easier to get people to come in. Um, you know, it services different markets for, for a lot of our, our larger corporate clients. Um, so, you know, those markets are continuing to be important to them and they want to make sure they can be as close to their, both their employees and their, um, uh, and their clients. Um, and generally speaking, I think there's, you know, there's, there, there, hasn't been a, there hasn't been a lot of development in those markets over the last uh, couple of years. There's been some, but not a tremendous amount. So they didn't have the large influx of space that we saw in downtown. Okay. But, you know, when you look, yeah, when you look at vacancy holistically at 10% across all the markets, you know, we, we are doing very well. Glenn, thanks so much for your insights. Appreciate your time this morning, Glenn Gardner.